Hi, everyone. I'm Sandra Ingerman, and welcome to the Shaman's Cave. And I'm Renee Barabo. Welcome to the Shaman's Cave. We're really delighted to see you once again, and um, we are still living in challenging times. And it's really interesting if you just step back and observe. I know that um, people have made really different decisions on how they want to live their life right now. A lot of people are just back to life, you know, back like nothing's ever happened. And a lot of people have taken a step back and are staying home more and growing uh, their food and doing their crafts and doing their spiritual practices. But what we can see is for people who are now the lockdowns, at least in most of the world, are over, people are jumping back into life as it was. And the whole thing with the pandemic was about making a change. And um, did we get the message? And so I was talking to Renee this morning about how now that doctor's offices are, are, you know, open again and, you know, they always were, but you had to sit outside and um, services, just basic services that we all need. Um, it's rare to find anybody in the service industry who's willing to smile or who's willing to be nice right now. There are exceptional people and it's like, I just kind of feel my whole nervous system just completely relax when I'm in the presence of somebody who's saying, how can I help? Or smiling, um, I'll be with you in a minute instead of, would you just sit down? Can't you see I'm busy? Um, you know, that's what's happening. People are really being mistreated and it's not intentional. It's that people are so overwhelmed and stressed that the people in the service industries right now are losing it and losing it in front of you. And we're all overwhelmed and we don't want to carry that energy. Um, and so I really see this as a big tragedy. It's actually a tragedy right now of where I see so much of um, human kindness just becoming a thing of the past. I, absolutely. There's, and that comes from us too. I was went to brunch the other day with a friend of mine, and I know when I go to this particular neighborhood restaurant that service is going to be slow and it's going to take a while. And you know, 20, ten years ago there was a hundred other restaurants you'd go to, and you know, but now this is the new norm at the moment. And so, if you don't like that norm, don't eat out. You know, she's there like, well, where's our menus? And I'm there like. Chuck it on. <laughs> you know, it's just like, because you, you either have two options. You either get to sit there and enjoy the experience of the dining out. It was a beautiful day and waiting for when she gets the menus and waiting for when you get your drinks. But the, the expectation of boom, 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 that we got so accustomed to is no longer. It's, and if you're holding on to that idea that it's there, you'll will certainly be frustrated because 
there isn't the workforce. Right. There's not the people who want to wait on you anymore. And so what I do is when I leave a restaurant, I'm tipping a lot more than I've ever tipped in my life because I'm hoping that my giving them just an extra dollar will uh, will give them the you know, the impetus to want to stay there another month and maybe serve me another breakfast in a few weeks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's true. You know, there's both sides of the coin on all of this. There's there's expectations of what we're expecting out of people. Um, And there's also, um, it's almost like people are using... um, uh, the pandemic, which is now called over as an excuse to just be mean, um, you know, um, and I, I think it's it's just been so much pressure that it's really affected people's sanity. Um, Renee and I were joking about um, we we're both on Nextdoor and um, <laughs> in, in where I live, um, Nextdoor where I live is like the war between Russia and the Ukraine. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy to read these posts and it's crazy to read how mean people are getting and that whole selfish i just have to take care of myself and um you're stepping on my toes and and get off my toes i don't want you there Mm -hmm. and um it's you know people are really losing their temper more than they ever did we're Mm -hmm. really looking at a a big sanity issue and and anybody who still is reading the news there's articles on that every single day about um the that <clears throat> adults are losing their sanity and kids have lost their sanity um and uh and it's tricky of how we're going to bring this back but to me kindness and love is a healing force and so with a person who's really triggered and who's really overwhelmed trying to hold the line of kindness, even if you don't want to, but you know the magic of because you're on a spiritual path, you know that kindness will bring in a different energy for you and will uh, create healing for that particular person who um, is just acting out for no reason whatsoever. So I kind of feel like we have to be more responsible for helping everybody right now, mm-hmm. not just our friends and our loved ones. But if you go to a gas station, if you go to a bank, if you go to a grocery store, it's going to be our responsibility to be a different presence that doesn't feed that warlike energy, but um, transforms it. Mm-hmm. you an energy of love and then maybe people maybe the energy the collective will start to calm down a little bit and people won't feel so frazzled and traumatized i just did a talk on um on the human summit about polarization fatigue and it, i had done that at an addiction conference but i did it more from a shamanic perspective this time and what I came to in this idea of being polarized is that it is the role of the shamans throughout time to be the keeper of the collective 
container. Not to get in the middle of the container and start bashing it out, but the, our role, and we've been studying in Sandra 40, 50 years, me 35 years, we've been preparing for this moment where we're supposed to hold the collective. And that's the, that's the vision is how do you hold the collective to a higher standard of itself? And I know that it doesn't mean that you get into the, the, into the, the boxing ring and duke it out with the people you're not agreeing with, but know that you can hold that light for everyone. And through maybe through that light and, and you know, using uh, your, your tools of transfiguration, Sandra, that maybe just maybe we can hold a different container for people to be a part of. Yeah, I was thinking uh, yesterday about a story. Um, <clears throat> you know, I did this uh, heart study that I've talked about where we looked at um, does the medicine for the earth work help people <clears throat> who had a heart attack who are dealing with depression. And um, the workshop was so successful. And I do have um, a pilot research um, paper that um, you can find on my uh, website. And um, what I did after that workshop, because I taught shamanic work, to a group of, of fundamental Christians. And so what I did was I, I basically wrote my Medicine for the Earth book for people who weren't into shamanism. And it was called How to Thrive in Changing Times. My publisher changed it to the Shaman's Toolkit, which uh, kind of broke what I was trying to do. I was trying to keep the word shamanism out and make this a mainstream book. But anyway, I shared a story in that book, and it, it's a true story. It's about, um, it was about uh, uh, somebody who um, had a, uh, uh, a really tough relationship with their boss. The, the boss was a woman and this was a man. Um, and she was just mean for no reason, for absolutely no reason. She just treated him like the worst person on the planet. And he would be so anxious to come to work every day because her energy would just blast him across the room. And he, he never knew what he did. And so... I had taught um, a really simple practice that when you come into the room of a person who uh, you might have conflict with is to immediately imagine yourself moving the energy from your head into your heart and speaking to that person actually with intention that your heart is speaking to that person. And this man tried it. And this has been going on for years. We're not talking about a short period of time. He tried it, and the woman opened up her mouth to start yelling at him, and in mid-sentence stopped hmm. and had a regular conversation with him for the first time in years. And what all he did, this wasn't rocket science, what all he did was he moved his energy into his heart, mm -hmm. spoke to her from from. Um, his heart and her energy picked that up and she was transformed by it. So it's a good story to think about 
um, as we go off into our day and into our lives of what would happen if you moved your energy into your heart and let your heart speak? Um, what, what, how would that change what's happening today with people being so overwhelmed and, and so challenged and feeling so stressed out? Would that bring out more kindness from all of us? I had a, I had that. Um, so I had this situation where somebody wasn't really talking to me, but he was in my space. Like one of my, my, I have a compound here and one of my rentals and, you know, I think, you know, he might be on the spectrum, but I was getting really frustrated that he would walk by me and not look at me. And, and I said, you know, we gotta, you, you gotta talk to me. I, this is really uncomfortable that you don't look at me. So my friend said to me, well, maybe you should try being grateful that you have such a good, quiet tenant. And so all of a sudden I changed my perspective and thought like, wow, I could have far worse tenants. You know, if he doesn't want to talk to me, well, so be it. I like a nice, quiet property anyway. And so then I changed it. Like you said, I moved it to my heart. And so the other day, now he'll talk to me. And I said, hey, do you think you could water the grass seed while I'm away? He goes, well, what do you want? I go, well, that, that, and that. Oh, I can do that, Renee. So we like, like just that subtle little shift made it from me feeling left out on my own property to me feeling really like, wow, we've, we've moved, we've moved a mountain here. And I think if I, and so I've started to apply that same principle to whenever I'm getting on a phone and I'm frustrated that I'm, you know, trying to talk to somebody and they're not doing what I want or in the time that I want or, and, you know, whereas I might be good at the restaurant, maybe I'm not so good when the accountant doesn't get back to me in 24 hours. And there has to be a spaciousness around things because if we're on the stressed out, so is everyone else. That's right. I'm going to try. I'm going to try this with uh, Social Security tomorrow. <laughs> oh, I had to deal with them this morning. <laughs> I'm turning 65 this month. And. So there is like, you can't sign up between these hours and those hours. And I'm thinking like, this is me. I'm too busy during the week. When am I going <laughs> to get over yourself and do it first thing tomorrow morning? <laughs> so I think we're all there. You're there. We're there. And we really, this is not the end. This is just the beginning of these tumultuous times that we're in. You know, and this was the, the COVID maybe was the doorway in. And so life has, as we know, it has changed. And are you going to be, you know, a weight from the past or are you going to try to move into your heart space in order to accommodate all of these changes? Absolutely. Uh, uh, you know, we're going to see, you're going to see that the more challenging things get, the simplest possible tools are going to be the ones that help you. And I've watched over the years, people go from workshop to workshop to look for the most complicated ceremonies. <laughs> you hear about this workshop and they're doing this unbelievable complex ceremony. Oh, did you hear about this? This is the complex method. And I think that what everybody's going to come to is what is the absolute simplest things that have ever been taught on the planet 
is what's going to keep us surviving. Mm-hmm. And um, if we can't go back to that simple life and to that place of heart, uh, a lot of us are going to be taken down. And I know I was taken down and I know what it feels like. So I know how I went down and I know how to get back up. And so it's just, it's just really important um, to use the simple tools that you're drawn to. And I can't remember if I actually said this or not. I spaced it out, but it's a good thing to end on. In Medicine for the Earth, I, um, I quoted a Haitian proverb, a part of a Haitian proverb that says, studying life is not living life and therefore has no magic. Mm. Mm. there's nothing more to say after that except for thank you hit the subscribe button and we'll see you soon and push the like button too (laughs) blessings everyone 